Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast. We had a Nintendo Direct this week. Hype! How are you, Donnie? I'm so excited. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's 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 hard to be super enthusiastic every Sunday morning. Well, so. I'm enthusiastic this Sunday morning, not just because <laughs> we are riding off the tail of a Nintendo Direct, which always gives me hype, but today is the Super Bowl, and normally I don't care because I don't care about football, but Fine the energy. Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and Ooh. that's my team, and they're going to win. They probably are going to win. I, You know what? For you, I hope they win. And you know what? The Phillies went to the World Series this year, and um, yes, I went I to the game. Oh my God, I was there. I'm a big Phillies fan. Um, I'm not a huge football fan, but I do root for the Eagles. Look um, at G-Man in the chat. The that's 76ers very, very are doing well. Of, it's of a the, great time to be a Philly sports fan. The Eagles. The Eagles. I love it. Oh my God. I counted how many times I heard the Fly Eagles Fly hype song over the past two weeks since we knew that they were going to the Super Bowl, which is like two weeks ago, right? 28 times. I've heard it in person. I do have a McNabb jersey on number five. Yeah, throwback. Good for you. I wouldn't know what a successful professional football season is like. I wouldn't know. Well, me neither, but I am going to my parents' house. Well, obviously you do. Celebrating my uncle's birthday. We're having little pigs in a blanket, weenies. Sure, of course. Uh, Lots of good food. I'm excited. Nice. It's going to be fun. Sounds like it. Yeah, and Nintendo Direct. We're we have a lot to talk about today, Don. We do that. We do. Yeah, I'm more <gasps> I'm excited, so excited to talk about that. You know, my brother-in-law's an Eagles fan. It's, it's hard for me to root for them because your brother-in-law's a fan. Yeah, yeah. He's well, also, Penn, he's, also a Penn, he's also a Penn State fan, so it's a constant. Okay. You know, I'm I'm a Buckeye fan. Eh, can't Penn can't State, be having yeah. any of that. It's overrated. That's true. <laughs> what is a Nittany Lion anyway? <laughs> I haven't seen one. <laughs> oh my gosh. What have you been up to this week? <clears throat> uh, the vast Nintendo Direct news and, and what have you been playing? Yeah, I'm still playing Fashion Police Squad. Uh, Police Fashion Squad, whatever it's called. It's awesome. That's not the one you talked about last week? The yeah. one that you shoot yeah. things? It's awesome. Did you see any of the pictures that I posted this weekend? Yeah, I did. I did. It looked cool. I have encountered the Karen. I have a character in the game called Karen. Yeah, that's good. Who wears a potato sack. <laughs> And then she jumps up in the air and then like a flying squirrel, like she extends the sack and glides to you. Uh, she does yells she say, at you. Does she yell things like, can I talk come to here, young manager? man? Yes. I need to talk to your manager. Yeah, it's exactly what she does. <laughs> I love that. Gabe is the best. And then I found the paparazzi that wears sandals with socks. And for whatever oh, reason, okay. you have to throw sock gnomes at him. So you get these gnomes like grenades they're gnomes and you throw it at them and the gnomes take his socks off i like it it's you're literally is, knocking his socks off the game is something else um <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely enjoying that and you know i haven't played as many games this week 
as I did last week because um, we've just been on the go. Uh, we had like a funeral and the kids had extracurricular activity things and things. So I, it's actually been a week where I've been enjoying the Switch quite a bit Ooh. because I just haven't had time to sit down at the PC and play. Like usually when I get in to wanting to play a game, like I want to play it for a couple hours. You know, it's almost like something uh-huh. I schedule, like a session. And I feel like I that's ha- like not even the point of the Switch, but. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like when I'm at the PC, that's what I like to do. And I want to play like if I was going to play Dead Space oh. or more Hi-Fi Rush, I want to make sure I could play for a few hours. And I, and I haven't had that time. So I've been playing the Switch like in the couch as we're watching TV or on the go or in between things. I've been playing the Switch a bit. Um, and I actually I'm not sure if you've if you've looked or noticed the Switch has had some really deep sales the last couple yes, of weeks. Yes, they have. And I have just went bananas with about 20 bucks and I've bought like 20 games. I've bought so many games that for a dollar, there's so many games for a dollar or two. Really? And I'm not just buying them. Yeah. I'm not just buying them because they're cheap. Like I'm actually, you know, I'm researching them. I'm I'm picking out what I think are good candidates, what I think are good fits for the switch. I think um, over the years, I think I've adapted uh, instead of wanting the switch to be something it's not, I've kind of embraced the switch for what it is. And I try to pick out games that I think are good fits for the for the Switch. There you and, go. And you know, it's just it's good stuff to talk about on the podcast. It's like good filler in between, you know, game releases. And one game that I picked up is called Goblin Sword. I gotta look this up. Tell me about it. It's an old mobile game, apparently. I think it came out on Apple in like twenty thirteen or fourteen. It's been around for a bit. I've never heard of it. Goblin it's pretty. Sword. It is. It's kind of like a shovel knight thing. Um, but it's almost like run based. So like you go in the overworld, for example, and the way the structure works out is, uh, you go like, you go to like the first world is like the forest. So you go to the forest and you, and you do level one and they're very short levels. Like you run through the level, um, maybe two minutes tops. It almost like has a, I like that. It almost has a, the thing that I, the thing that it reminds me most of is it has a Mario maker feel. Um, the original Mario maker on Wii EU. There were people because we could use amiibo skins. There were people that were making like Zelda levels in Mario mm-hmm. Maker, and it felt like you were playing kind of like a little mini Zelda game. You have to find the key to open the door to collect the thing to get to the end. Right. This is a lot of that. These are how these levels okay. are, and they're collectibles. Every level has two chests and three t- crystals that you have to find, and um, a lot of them are hidden. Like they've just got hidden walls that you fall through and stuff, like Sonic and Mario. And it's just very short. It's not amazing, um, but it's it's very it's really good to like bite size gaming. Like if you've got fifteen minutes to play, you can mm-hmm. get a really nice rewarding experience by clearing two or three levels in Goblin Sword. So like that first world, the forest, you do level one, and then you find out there's like thirty levels to clear the forest. You don't have to clear all all of them to move on to the next world, but if you want to collect them all, you can clear them all. And as you clear, like every five you clear, you get like a boss fight. And then it's like this very Shovel Knight-like boss fight where you're dropped in a level like 1v1 against a boss and you've got to beat it to advance. And then okay. like I, you go to the castle, then you go to the cave, and like it's just it's very good. I bought it for a dollar ninety-nine, and I'm like, this is way better price. than two dollars. Yeah, I was like, this is really nice. This headline says it brings Castlevania and Mega Man inspired platforming yeah. to the Switch. All of that. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm that. looking at some screenshots here. It looks really detailed for pixel art, like the background environments. It's really visually like impressive. Yeah. 
like I said, I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, it's a must play. It, it's not. It's it's very much like filler, like bite sized yeah. gaming. But here, but if you get it on the cheap, here's what I will tell you: it's just very good. You know, it's just a mm-hmm. very good, well made game. And if you like platformers, if you like like little action side scrollers, like the games you just mentioned, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun that they had here, and I like it. And I this is one. You know, a lot of times I used to do this on check. I would just pick up some indies that I've never heard of, just to you know talk about them on the show. And a lot of times I'd be like, well, I bought this game and I tried it and I'll never, ever play it again. That's not the case. I've been playing Goblin Sword all all week and I think I'll keep playing it. Like, it's just kind of it's very much like a mobile experience on your switch. Right. You know, it's like it's meant to be played in short bursts. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm addicted to trying to find them all. Like just trying to like the, the, the chests and the crystals like they hide them. It's one of those games where. I'm I'm constantly like rubbing up against every border wall, you know, like around me to see if I fall through it or whatever, because you just know, you know, like I'll reach the end of the level and I won't have the chest. And then instead of finishing the level, I'll just go back. I'll just start mm-hmm. walking backwards and trying to find everything. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun with Goblin Sword. Um, oh, good. I'm playing something else, but I'll save it for when we talk about the direct. Ooh, Okay. Um, I, um, have been playing, I'm, I'm trying out the demos, which I haven't started all the ones that mm-hmm. I want to yet coming off of the direct. So I'll talk about a different demo. Uh, the theater rhythm demo that dropped a yeah. couple weeks ago. I'm Play getting that. this game and I feel kind of insane for getting it because I have not played a single Final Fantasy game ever, but I'm really excited for the DLC that they've already announced for this game. The Chrono Trigger DLC, mm-hmm. the uh secret of mana the live alive dlc so like that's the music that i'm gonna recognize but i thought look i should probably play the demo to make sure i like this game (laughs) before i commit to this purchase just for the dlc um it's so much fun i'm so good donnie it's really good and final fantasy has such good music that i don't even feel like i need to have played the games like of course obviously it would enhance it if i was familiar with with the game and the enemies and the characters and whatnot but the music is so good, and I I think I like rhythm games more than like I I knew that about myself because okay. I grew up playing a lot of rhythm games. I played a ton of DDR as a kid, Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. You ever play that? Yeah, of course. Like, this game makes me want to go buy one of those dance pads on eBay or something <laughs> and hook up my PS2 and play it again. Like I played like Guitar Hero and stuff like that, and I feel like this is that kind of thing with really good music and i also feel like i'm getting like culturally like cultural knowledge about final fantasy through this like you know which characters are from which games because each it's like separated from each game and you can kind of go through each of the levels or songs in the game and every time you unlock a game it unlocks those characters so i'm like oh like these are the main like the main party members from that final fantasy game like here here's the main theme from that final fantasy game here are what the enemies look like in that one so on and so forth uh so i do feel like i'm getting a little bit of final fantasy knowledge from it but also just like it's it's just a lot of fun i'm definitely gonna get the game uh i played the demo demo. yeah i think the demo is fair pretty excellent i i have a hard time ever recommending uh, people play Final Fantasy games, but Theater Rhythm is really good. Um, <laughs> well, it's nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Like I'm not. A I'm fan, not gonna. I'm enjoying the game. Yeah, I'm not a fan, and I'm not gonna buy it mainly because mm-hmm. 
it's fifty dollars, which I think is a lot. Um, but yeah, it is. I do think it's really good. I like how it has, um, you know, as you hit the beats and stuff. I like how it kind of plays out like a little turn-based battle on the screen, um, mm-hmm. which is sometimes I found like uh, distracting in a good way. You know, it's like I kind of want to see the attacks that, and stuff. Oh, yeah. the little dioramas. I think that's cool. Like, I mean, um, it's cool, but like, I'm not trying to like do any of that extra stuff. I'm but sure. basically just no, trying to do the rhythm stuff and, you know, get through it. And it's an, uh, it's an underrated release in the Switch's yeah. schedule this year. It kind of yeah. like wakes up my brain a little bit, like I, because you mm-hmm. have to think. I don't normally oh, play yeah. games to think, but this definitely wakes me up a little bit because it's like fast paced and you got to really be paying attention for the. I love rhythm and games. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to play played... more because I'm enjoying this. Try Beat Star on your phone. Star. Okay. Ooh, Beat Star. Okay. I've I've played it phone. for about a month, and my wife has started playing it, and then my son has started playing it. Beat okay. Star is a lot of fun. It's like it's Guitar Hero for free? your phone. Uh, it is. Yeah, oh, okay. you can buy music tracks as licensed tracks. I have never yeah. bought anything. If you just yeah. keep playing it, you'll just keep earning more tracks. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Beat Star. Yeah, I'll try it. Um, I also got off of the eShop uh, Monster Rancher. Have you ever heard of these games? It's one. The the thing that I got on Switch is like one and two deluxe. Like it's like a remaster, re-release, I guess. Of uh, they're PlayStation One games. Is these so the games old. where you could put a CD in? Yes. Yeah, I remember this guy. I was yeah. just gonna say, I remember playing this game. <laughs> so I was always curious about this, and I didn't realize that they brought this to the Switch. I didn't so know they I'm did like, that either. What? I'm going to try this because I was like kind of curious how they um, how, how they do that because you obviously can't put I was like, is it going to take, you know, make you put in a switch car or something? But it it pretty much cool. just opened like a huge database of like music albums Like you can just type in whatever music album. There's thousands and thousands. Oh, wow. So it's like not as fun as like just putting something in, but like sure. you can search. And like since this came to switch like two years, like a year or two ago, uh it has releases like music releases up to now so i was typing in like taylor swift like i picked a taylor swift album for my first monster uh and it kind of has like pokemon vibes ish kind of with like the fighting but it's more of like a from the 90s virtual pet sim yeah where like you know you're taking care of it you're training it you're raising it so yeah it has like some pokemon vibes but i wouldn't call it a pokemon clone at all i would definitely call it like a pet a not a clone it was sim. it was like a it was pokemon ish um yes, for ish. the time mm-hmm. but yeah it was more of like a more of like a like my memory of it i haven't played it in god 25 years so mm-hmm. my memory could be bad but more of like a don't think like pokemon game boy think like stadium mm-hmm. more like that it had like stadium graphics and yeah i didn't really get far enough to do the breeding aspects of it yet but you can raise multiple of these monsters and then breed them and then get like new monsters. That's that are wild. I can't, them. I can't believe they it brought seems this back. very advanced first time. Oh, it definitely was. That's, I mean, I think yeah. so when you first said it, I was like, was that that game that I played or I was thinking yeah. in my mind, I'm like, am I mistaking it for a Digimon no, game? It. Cause I remember yeah. playing it and we would pull out all of our CDs and stuff. And I would just mm-hmm. sit there and just, it was just so cool. Just to crack what yeah. would come through, what would happen. Uh-huh. And sometimes you get a really cool pool. It was like a booster pack. You know, you get a really awesome. You're like, this is now we're going to go and try to complete this game. Um, that's wild that they brought it back. Like that is how much did it cost? It's normally $30 on the eShop, but you get okay. the first two games. So it fe- it's a little expensive, but like you do get both games with it. 
Um, the second like game I played a little bit it. of, it's it's a little bit better <laughs> than the first game. It feels like the first game is like a is like a beta or like a demo version of the second game. There's like the same thing, but you have more things to do. I'm gonna put it on my um, wish list. I'll just yeah, it's pretty cool. Wait, wait for a sale, and um, you know, it's fun just to mess around with. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Blast um, from the past. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know if you want me to wait to talk about this, but I've been kind of messing around with the GBA online games from Switch Online. I'll wait because we're gonna talk about that. So okay. Yeah. Shall we dive into this week the direct? We got a lot to do. We do. So how do you want to approach this, Donnie? Do you want me to just go through everything that was named and then stop with what we want to talk about? Do you um, all want to talk about the things that are highlights? Yeah, I don't know. But here's the thing. I don't think we need to read everything because okay. the news cycle is regurgitated, like is yeah, churned yeah. through this so far. So I think People watched if you're it, here, you know what? Yeah, like yeah. the way that I, especially when there's a lot of announcements, the way that I usually do it is like, let's hit all the highlights. And then if you've got something, from yeah. the other games that you want to talk about. You can talk about those. Well, I think I see that we have some stuff bolded. I just bolded something else. I think we could just talk about the bolded things. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, this isn't in any kind of order. But so this Platoon 3 DLC, I kind of figured that this would be coming to the uh, the direct that we would see something about it. It kind of made sense. The way that they presented it was Wave 1 and then Wave 2. And I know you don't really have any horse in the Splatoon race. I don't know if you have any opinions on on how this is. I wasn't impressed with what they were showing live. Like when we were watching and I was like, what's happening? When they were showing wave one, I was really confused and pretty like disappointed because it seems kind of pointless to me. At first I was like, wow, okay. Like they're bringing back Angopolis, the, right you know, the, the location from the first game, which is really just the hub world, like where you go to go into the shops, go to buy weapons, like walk, walk around. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it didn't seem like there's anything new to do there. Like they said, what it's the purpose same it shops, serve? the same, yeah, the same weapon shops, this, like you get to all the same places from there. Like there's, it's just a nostalgia thing. Is there weapons in the first game that aren't in the third game? Well, um, Yes, but it's not even like like the, they're still adding new weapons and stuff like that. But it's not even like it's a a hub world to get to old weapons or something like that. Like it's literally like when you walk into the shop in the Splatoon three side, it's the same shop as if you walked into the Inkopolis Splatoon one side. Right. So there's not really any point to it. I was so confused. <laughs> Besides Me and Steve are watching, like, and I was like, I don't very get fan what service. This is. It's is this all just fan service? But like, if I want to visit Incopolis, I boot up Splatoon 1. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, okay, this is kind of disappointing. But then they showed Wave 2 and like, they, it was just a tease. I'm way more excited for Wave 2. At first, I thought it looked like we were playing as Marina, the squid sister from Splatoon 2, because it looked like a younger version of her at first. But okay. apparently that's not the case. Just the same, like, looks like similar hair. Um, but it does have something to do with Marina and Pearl, it looks like, with some of the teasing that they had going on there. Uh, it's called Side Order, which I yeah. think is a, what, what is it called when it has like double meaning, like a pun or like double, double, double entendre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that because Side Order, like 
you think, okay, a side order of fries, this is like the DLC. It's like another way to say extra story, a little extra content. But then side order, Marina in the last Splatfest of Splatoon 2 played as order, team order versus team chaos, Mm. team chaos one. So that's kind of like hinting that it's going to have something to do with Marina and team order. So like she's the side order. Gotcha. So it's like kind of double meaning there. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. They only teased it. They didn't say when that part is going to release. I'm really hoping that it does release sometime this year. I know that they're going to be supporting Splatoon 3 until the end of 2024. Uh, that being said, I don't want to wait that long. I want to play it this year. Is there a Splatfest going on this weekend? There is. Yes. Team Dark Chocolate, Milk Chocolate, and White Chocolate. Oh, that's right. It's a little racist. Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's racist is that Team White Chocolate is winning. Really? That's 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 egregious. I I, I know, isn't it? That is the licorice of chocolate. Like nobody likes. I like white white chocolate, chocolate, but it is definitely not the best of the three. Dark chocolate. I I'm Team Dark Chocolate. Dark chocolate always. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good stuff. So yes, go play this Blockfest before it ends today. I'm excited um, that you're excited because yeah, I saw the teaser and it was intriguing, but as somebody yeah. who didn't have any of that connection, I felt like Steve and I were just kind of lost. We were like, all right, yeah, that's like fair. that's a thing. <laughs> the only reason why I feel excited is because the DLC for Splatoon 2, the Octo expansion, was so yeah. freaking good. I felt- and That's why I have faith. Yeah, I was honestly, that was kind of the feelings. I was like, this feels Octo-ish. Yes. Um, kind of how it they looks are. dark. It looks like it like looks there's dark, like right. nuclear, like um, radioactive signs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We got so it looks dark. Things. It looks cool. I'm gonna like it. I just you know, I wish they showed a little more. I think the first part is stupid. I think it would be better off like even just not having that. <laughs> only only a Canadian would say anything like that. That's just just stop, stop it, Sean. Just stop. Yeah, As there he goes. G Man yeah. says, "Okay, Sean." Licorice is delicious. I like red. The red Twizzlers. That's it. Red vines. I don't, like, I don't uh, Twizzlers. I don't like real licorice. But I can get behind that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's really all I have to say about Splatoon Three. Okay. Yeah, it was uh one of the many as we as we were anticipating one of the many DLC expansions. We have Fire Emblem, Xenoblade. Uh, Mario Kart got its its time. Um, we saw the Dead Cells thing again. So yeah, um, the Fire Emblem expansion I thought was pretty cool. Um, I'm not like jonesing to play it right away, um, but maybe by the time it releases, I will be. I mean, I'm I'm thinking I'll probably get it one day. Um, but I remember looking at it in the game, and I think it's like thirty dollars, and I was like, oh, I don't know, it's just like right on the edge because I mean, I imagine it's just more maps, little side story. So we'll the see. DLC is thirty dollars. Yeah. I think the expansion yeah. pass, like the pass for everything's like thirty dollars. So I, I hope that they do more of the DLC is free with the online expansion pack. Yes. There were several DLCs where I was expecting that to be like the announcement and it did it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering like where I was wondering is like, does that just is that a thing that just stopped? Or are they just gonna pick and choose? Or because I do think I have felt like they're, they've almost set the expectation that expansion passes will just be a part of NSO. 
And I think it would add a lot of value if it was. And what a great time to do like a very Game Pass like thing in this mm-hmm. direct. If every single one of the expansion passes was like, and it's in NSO, NSO, NSO. As the expectation, I think people would really get on board with that because they they don't have to wonder, is the Splatoon DLC going to be included? Is the Fire Emblem DLC going to be included? Like if that expectation is there, you've already got people on board. And some of these, like in the Splatoon one, I was honestly, I was like, so when I was watching them talk about it and it was just like, just Inkopolis and and I was in my head, I was like, so is this free? Or are we paying for That part seems like it should be free. So you can't buy those two separately. It's like you buy it the one the whole thing for twenty five dollars and you get both, but yeah, that part feels like it should be a free update. <laughs> so that's that I was I was a little confused because like we I knew that Mario Kart Eight was a part of the deal a uh, part of the su- expansion of this uh, Switch Online, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was just like I feel like all these other things should be too. Um, I know like Dead Cells is obviously not right. It's a second part right that's not it yeah that's not right. an intended but fire game. emblem xenoblade yeah splatoon yeah. that would have been a good you know so like we can well we'll get to it we'll get we'll i'll save it when we get to game boy we'll save it for when we get to game boy okay yeah what is this wbsce baseball power pros i saw a little buzz about that i didn't really i wasn't really paying too close to the to attention to the announcement Sure. Yeah, I don't know what e-baseball is. I don't know where that came from, but I believe that's the World Baseball and Softball Championships, like the people that do the um, like the Olympic stuff, like they're the ones that they're like the world global organizing party for softball and baseball. Anyway, what I have always called this game and what I know this game is Power Pros Baseball it is a game that I loved on the Wii. We actually used to have a couple of them. They were made Major League Baseball versions of them on Wii. Um, Power Press Baseball is a really awesome baseball game. If you liked, um, the best way that I explain it, and it's so funny that this game dropped in this, in this direct, Rebecca, because last yeah. week after the PSVG went off air, we were talking about baseball games. I think because we were talking about the show and I was talking to Delvin and I was like, man, I miss Power Pros Baseball. Like I, they used to make it. They still make it in Japan. They've made it for the Switch and PS4 in Japan for years. I'm like, I wish they'd just bring it over. And then here it is, like a week later, it dropped. I was, I was very excited. Mm. I was very excited. Okay. I was shocked when I went to the eShop. It's only a dollar. It is 99 what? cents. That's it. That's I didn't 99 that. cents. It's super cheap. Um, oh, and, and I best, like baseball. I should pick it up. The best elevator pitch that I can give you for this is, uh, think of Wii Sports Baseball, like the baseball game from Wii Sports. Yeah. If it was like a full blown mode where you could play like Ooh. online and championships and you could have like tournaments and leagues. Um, in this, in, in this game, in this game, you've got to create your own team, um, which they'll, they'll do the roster and everything. And you can, like, I created the, the Cleveland Guardians. You can set up your own team. It's got a very nice editor. Um, but if you're going to play online and stuff, you got to create a team. Even if you're going to set up your own, like, league, you've got to set up your own team. It's not licensed. They don't have any sort of conferences yeah. or anything like there. So there's a, maybe Is a it little like backyard baseball. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> And like your pictures and like, uh, it's just, it's very animated. It's got beautiful camera angles. Like when you're running the bases, um, you see your, your folks fielding in the field, but then you've got like a little picture in picture window where you see the, ba- the base runner running the bases. Um, it's got a lot of different camera angles. If you press on the right stick, um, that you can pitch from, that you can hit from. And it's That's very cute. just, it's very animated. Like when you, 
when you hit a grand slam or something, like the pitcher's eyes get like real big when they hear you smack off the ball and like everybody's got funny faces. It's just like a very funny, cute, whimsical baseball game. Um, it's I just 90, it for it's a dollar. 99 points. I've been playing it all week points. long. Uh, that's This would be the other game that I've been playing. I've been playing it all week long. And um, yeah, maybe a little tedium up front to like get out a roster and stuff to play the way you want to play. So like if you wanted to have like, you know, Major League Baseball, it would take a lot to make all of those teams. You have to at least create mm-hmm. a couple so you can have a few exhibition games against yourself if you want. Um, lots of different difficulty variations and stuff like that. But it's just a really fun baseball game. If you have something like Super Mega Baseball, is similar, um, very similar, but you can't get Super Mega Baseball for a dollar. You know, like right. it's it's a whole separate thing. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just in a, a lot of it for me is I'm just I'm very nostalgic for this game. If anybody has never played Major League Power Pros, I believe 2008 for the Wii, one of my favorite games on the Wii, like one of my favorites. I absolutely adored that game. So I was very excited to see it come back. I wish it had I I wish it had roster sharing that would set this apart. But uh, mm. so far, you have to do it yourself but um i've I've made a couple teams um just to set up my own little tournament and i've played a, a couple matches online and uh i mean i just it's hard to complain too much about a game that's a buck yeah so. i'll try it i just got it for 99 gold points i'll uh I'll gold points I, uh, baseball. so i got vouchers and I'll, I'll explain why what i use them on um as we get through it but i had so many gold points from the vouchers in the last few games that i bought so a lot of these games that i'm getting power pros goblin sort of got like i'm free I've got like 12 of these games, Rebecca, for like a buck, two bucks, three fifty. Yeah, I barely paid anything for that. I got Did you get more than you got more than two vouchers? Uh, I just bought two, just two. I only needed two. So you, so four games or one pair? No, of no, vouchers? no. I bought one pair of vouchers. Okay, okay. So you yeah. had like what five hundred gold points free from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. They showed some more information and there's a demo. The game comes out later this month. Are you picking it up? Absolutely. I'm hoping yeah, to get it would. for my, I'm hoping to get it for my birthday. My birthday, okay. March 10th, Mario Day, just a couple weeks after that. So I'm, I'm going to wait. I won't be getting on day one. Have you tried the demo? No. Okay. Everybody, listen to me, Shackers. Pull up a chair. Get real close to me here. This game looks way better on your Switch than it does in the presentations of Nintendo showing. Like in the presentations of Nintendo showing, you know, it's got like this very uh, comic, like bold outlines and stuff. And it just doesn't look like much of a game, right? You know, it, it does. It does. If you've got an OLED, get the game. Kirby looks amazing. I, did, I, I downloaded it and started playing the demo and I was like, this looks way better than what I was expecting. Because in their stream, I was just like... It, is it remastered? Like it really doesn't look like it. It doesn't look that great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it does. It's very, very colorful, very bright, very Yoshi, very, you know, just like that. And yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Apparently they've got like an extra mode that they've added to it. There's like a whole mini games mode, which I did play. There's a lot of fun, but there's like an extra campaign mode that they tacked on. It looks like the they're putting thing. a lot of extra content to this yeah. that wasn't in the original game, which is a really cool way to do a remaster. Yep. So I'm all in. And, uh, that was the first thing I did after I played the demo. My wife came home and we were doing all the direct things and everything. And she came in. She was like, is that a new Kirby game? And I was like, yep. And she's like, is that what you are for your birthday? And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I yep. feel like for people like us, birthday gifts are so easy because oh, yeah. games are easy to buy. There's, you know, never going to not be new games to buy. It's very easy. B-Mox nails it. Kirby um, banger two years in a row after 
the Forbidden Lands. Now we get the Return to Dreamland Deluxe. It's great time to be a Kirby fan. Kirby gets games every every. There were two Kirby games last year. There's probably going to be another Kirby game before the end of this year. Kirby fans eat well. Uh, are you trying out the Octopath Two demo? Nope. Me neither. Nope. Not even a little okay. bit. I wish Bayonetta got a demo. Yeah, Bayonetta Origins. Um, so hands-ons for this game have come out, and I was reading them. And it's basically Brothers. It's like Brothers. Have you ever played Brothers? Nope. That's another really good game that you can get on the cheap on the eShop right now. I think three bucks. Brothers came out a decade ago. And when it came out, it was really, really influential. We've got a lot of games like that since. Um, basically, you're controlling both characters with each stick. So you're controlling both characters simultaneously. And you solve little puzzles um, to advance. Or you do like little combat things to advance. It's a neat idea. Uh, I don't hate, you know, that they're trying to apply it to Bayonetta. I do hate that they're trying to sell that for $60. I could never imagine buying a game like this for $60. That's a lot to ask. I don't think it's 60. I think it is. Yeah. I don't think so. You can double check on me. If it's not 60, it's 50. Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, it is 60. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot. Typically, and I I I hate 50. I think games like this typically sell for like 20 or 30 most. Um, so it has a, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. Also, the, the two, the two hands on that I watched and read, I think it was Go Nintendo and maybe Game Informer. Um, they weren't like glowing about it either. They're like, you've played games See, like this, but it's not very good. It's not as good as those. And I was like, Oh no. That's a shame because it's gorgeous. I wish I could get into this and like it. But my only thing with like not wanting to try it is it look like from the gameplay and the trailers, it looks really visually overwhelming for as beautiful as it is. Like I feel like I would have like, you know, stimulus overload from Reminds me of a comic. It does the art style does look a lot like Okami, just kind of like a nice painting type of of thing. And that's why I was interested. Pleasing colors. I love Bayonetta. Yeah. I like the visuals. I was interested. Looks I was like actually a, like a fairy tale storybook. When Bayonetta three kept being shown and kept looking the way it was, my constant thing that I kept, I was like, why aren't they doing a stylized version of this? Like they made Astral Chain and Astral Chain's gorgeous. Like just do that with Bayonetta. And then here this game comes and I was like, that's it. And then the more I learned about it, like, but, but it's not, I'm not opposed to buying it. I, cause I want to play it. Like I want to experience it for myself and I just don't take somebody else's word for it. But I'm not. I was planning on pre-ordering this, and now I'm not. So I That's will be looking for this over the summer or on Black Friday, some sort of discount. I'll be looking to try and maybe get into it and give it a try. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, right now it's just yeah, it's, it's turned me off. The more I learn about it, the less I want to buy it. Bummer. Yeah. The direct opened with Pikmin Four. What do you think <sighs> about that game? Okay, I like Pikmin games. I don't love Pikmin games. Um, I did very much enjoy Pikmin three. Um, I think I am maybe slightly weird. I really miss the stylish controls with Pikmin. I thought Pikmin yeah. played perfect on Wii and like the, that 3ds way of playing. So I wasn't going into this direct. I wasn't like I'm day one on Pikmin four. Right. So they start showing the trailer and that's how I started. Like we, you know, we live streamed it. That's how I started watching the trailer. I was like, I'm going to get Pikmin, but probably not on day one. And I don't know, maybe 20 seconds later, I was like, no, I'm going to get this on day one. Pikmin for maybe my highlight of the entire showcase. Obviously, it's not the most hype announcement in the showcase. But talking about a game that won me over, 
That's uh-huh. my answer to Pikmin 4. Like, I went okay. into it like, ah, it's Pikmin. And then I left away going like, Pikmin looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It looks so the environment good. looks gorgeous. And we have a dog. Yes, you get the dog. And, like, the environments are so detailed. The horizon and the draw distance is so mm-hmm. far. You can see so much more area than we've been able to see in the past. It just gives the game a sense of scale. I don't think like the zoomed in versions of the past have. Um, I, yeah, I, I was smitten. I was one over. And, and they have a little tease of what it looks like at night when, you yeah. know, how you, you don't go there at night and then all the enemies kind of get really evil at night. I wonder if there's going to be a scenario in the game where you are stuck there at night. Yeah, I would imagine. Has so. that ever happened in a picnic game? I'm not the best person to ask. I think yeah, so. I feel like I played so, night levels in Pikmin 3, but I might just be, you know, remembering that. I can't go into the Pikmin lore. <laughs> my experience with Pikmin is that I got the I got Pikmin 3 on Wii U. I think it was one of those free games that I got from either yeah, the digital Deluxe program mm-hmm. or because I ordered because I bought Mario Kart 8 within the first month, I got a free game. They were desperate. So I tried it. And I really liked everything about it, except Pikmin 3 is pretty it excellent. really stressed me out to play it. A lot of people know this. It stressed me <laughs> out, very, made me very anxious because I couldn't, deal, I couldn't deal with the little Pikmin dying I know. with their little ghosts floating up. I t- yeah, I tell this story. So it stressed me out too much. I really liked playing Bingo Battle, the little side yeah. mode, multiplayer yeah. side mode with um, one of my friends, who wasn't a video game player, by the way. And I... um. I am, I think I'm a less anxious person than I now than I was when I played that. So I think I want to try Pikmin 4. I want to support the franchise. I feel like this game was a long time coming. I I like the dog. If there was like a peaceful mode or something, I don't know. I feel like I would do a lot better with it. But I'm going to give it a grounded with no spiders mode. Like you would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or even if they just made it so that like the Pikmin just like. I don't know. A that's less, the part, though. Like, less that's, distra- it's so distressing to me. <laughs> that's why you get invested. That's why you must save every Pikmin. I so you it's so don't hard. see them die and go, Rebecca, oh, why did you kill so, me? It's so sad. <laughs> uh, I'm it's in a great window. July. Mm-hmm. Nice summer game. You know, nice. You know, looks very outsidey, outdoorsy, very sunshiny. Like, it's a nice window for that game. And some people thought it was going to be in April. I feel like I, I think I told everybody last week it was going to be Advance Wars, and it is. Um, this is one of the games I use my vouchers on. So, yeah, I, I got uh, vouchers for this and another game. So I don't know why, but I thought when they first teased this, like they first announced it and said, okay, Pikmin is coming. I somewhere thought I read Summer 2023. So when people were saying like, oh, like it's not necessarily summer, I was like, what? Like, of course they said summer. And then I couldn't find anything that said summer. So like, I feel validated that it is indeed summer. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm all in. I think Pikmin was, yeah. a, again, one of the stronger showings of the thing so far. Yes. Good thing to open with, too. Uh, they showed Sea of Stars uh, for a brief moment. It uh, has a demo that is available now, and there's a release date. It's coming out on August 29th, which is the day before I go back to work <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> You've got 24 hours. <laughs> I can pick literally any other day. I downloaded the demo, but I have not played it yet. 
I'm waiting for like kind of the right time to sit down. I know it's like a time demo, like you only get what, like 30 minutes with the game or something. But this is one of my most highly anticipated releases for this year. I am so excited for this game. I can't wait. Like maybe second most anticipated game after Tears of the Kingdom. I cannot wow. wait for this game to come out. What has you so excited about it? It looks like it's a love letter to Chrono Trigger and it has the okay. same composer on board as the Chrono series. Uh, it, it looks so freaking beautiful. The developers are like super cool on social media. Like they follow me. They are very interactive. Like th- this game looks like it has a ton of love pouring into it. Like it's gotcha. They're doing, they're doing everything right. I downloaded the demo. I also haven't got to it yet. Yeah. So I hope maybe next week I'll be able to talk about my demo impressions for that. Nice. Yay. Um, surprise, not surprise, Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, exists and it shadow dropped. It is out today, out today digitally. It's coming out physically at the end of this month. Uh, <laughs> we only had to sacrifice Jeff Grubb's hair to get it. <laughs> um, this game looks gorgeous donnie i don't know if you've seen some of the gameplay i've been watching um a couple people on twitch try it out you know i've seen some more youtube gameplay of it it looks freaking beautiful i think it's honestly a disservice to call this a remaster because everything looks like it's remade like the um the Models are like the character models are remade. The environment textures are totally different. Like this looks like a remake, not a a remaster. The controls. I've seen a lot of people saying that it does look like it has Mm -hmm. a lot of new assets in it. Uh, Have you seen any of the gameplay outside of the trailer? Not much, actually. Um, I want you to go look at some and tell me what you think because you're big on the you know visual how it looks kind of thing. I'd responded to Jeff asking um, from folks that were playing, and I was like, just. Hey everybody! Like, how's it playing? How's it running? And I had several people um, resp- respond back to that, claiming it's the best looking game on Switch. I would honestly say I was going to say yeah. that, but then you were like, and I thought maybe a lot. No, a lot of people came back to me like, "This it runs great. It looks amazing." They're yes. like, "This is honestly it one of the better games so I've ever seen." So much hope for Prime Four, especially if Prime Four is looking like it might not release on the Switch. Who knows? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that later. But I'm holding off um, for. I'm holding off for physical. I'm one of those so, people. Yes. I um, ended up ordering this. Target was doing a buy one, get one 50% off sale uh, this week on games that were like a, a bunch of games, but also games that were announced from the direct. And so I ordered Metro Prime Remastered and Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, which I was going to get already. So yep. that game was $50 and Prime Remastered is only $40. Can we just shout that out real quick? That That's like this deal. is a beautiful remaster. I would call this a remake. I know they're using the word remaster, but um, it's $40. I got it for 20 the physical. That's That's a sweet deal. It really is. And here's what I think is interesting. According, This just came out, I think, within the past day or so. According to the German rating organization, USK, Metroid Prime Remastered was classified in July 2021, which was at least 18 months ago. You know, that was 18 months ago, 18 months before it released. A lot of people are speculating, you know, kind of what we 
sort of what we already knew. Like we knew Jeff has been talking about this for a while. Emily Rogers has been talking about this for a mm-hmm. while. Like we knew that this game existed and they were just holding on to it. People are speculating and wondering, do we think that they also have Prime 2 and 3 done or almost done uh, and will release those over the course of the rest of this year? I would. I'm hesitant to commit to they're coming out this year, but do I think they're working on them and their plan is to release them before four? I do. Yeah, I think that's the plan is to get them all remastered, touched up. I think that's why you see the price point at the budget instead of trying to release mm-hmm. the whole thing as a trilogy they think they can release them at $40 each I don't think anybody has any problems paying the $40 um, I've seen a lot of people that didn't want to wait they're just planning on buying both again I do want to shout out the $40 because yes. I was making uh, fun on PSVG this week you know when Nintendo has sales like their first party sales on eShop or at Best Buy and Black Friday sales they do like that 35% thing that gets one two switch to like $44. That seems to be like the going discount rate for Nintendo. And then this game dropped out of nowhere below that. I I think that just added like fuel to the fire of everybody. Just like, yeah, take my money because Mm -hmm. like you can't get first party software from Nintendo for less than that. And they were like, yeah, here it's $40. Uh, And I realize it's a remaster of something that they've re-released and re-released over and over again. But the work is proving, I think the, the quality of the work has people so excited they don't care and this is one of I the better games it, ever made i want to compare it to the skyward sword hd remaster and that was a 60 dollars release and i know that that's you know the the name of zelda over mm-hmm. the name of metroid is so much bigger and i get that they can do that but the amount of love and work that went into this metroid prime remaster versus the i don't know I like Skyward Sword Remaster. I know that it, it, you know, plays a lot. It's the best way to play the game, but we've seen emulations run it better. It's a little bitter to me that like knowing that this probably could have also been a $40 release. A lot of people, um, I did see a couple tweets, um, from somebody that already beat the game. Um, apparently like 12 studios worked on this remaster, including really? Iron Galaxy. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. So they have a lot of people working. This wasn't just retro. There's all kinds of people in the development, which is very interesting to see one, just why the development side of it's so big. And, and like, I, I would almost love to hear the story. I kind of miss the, a lot of asks. I would love to hear the story of the, what the development was like for this. What the, I'm, I'm sure the goal is to, before we release four, we want to do the others. Uh, so I'm sure that's the goal. I'm a little bit surprised we didn't hear a peep about four. I always thought when they reintroduced Metroid that they would give an update on four and that mm-hmm. I was just wrong. It just didn't happen. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see if they've got more to come. Um, Metroid Prime is is close. You know, I'm not as old as most of the folks in our podcast circles that grew up on NES and Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Uh, Metroid Prime is like my first like real like what I would call my first Metroid game um, okay. because like I had played Super Metroid at a friend's house, but like I didn't know the whole game and I didn't beat it. Right. And I never beat any of the others. I never had a Game Boy. Like, I never bought and played my own Metroid game until Metroid Prime. And to be quite honest with you, the biggest reason why I was interested is I've always thought, and this is something I've said on Shack before, I've always thought Metroid Prime makes way more sense as a, as a shooter than like the classic Metroid thing. And I know a lot of folks don't like that. I just, I feel like it appeals to more people. It's a, it's a badass character. She shoots stuff already. So like when I saw Metroid Prime for the first time and it being a shooter when shooters were very popular and the Wii did not have a lot of them, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was very excited. So, um, when I got the Metroid Prime trilogy, um, yeah, I loved it. I, I didn't even play these on GameCube. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to play the remaster, but yeah, I wanted the physical. I want that. The box looks so good. I was like, I got to wait. And it's not like I don't have a ton to play. I've got a ton of stuff to play right now. Yeah, so yeah. I was happy to wait. I'm a little FOMO missing out a little bit, but I'm it'll okay. be there. It's it'll not there. far away. It's like what two, not even two weeks away. It's coming yeah, out the 22nd. Not, it's next exactly. week at this point. It's not that bad. Uh, my history with Metroid prime is I, I was already a big fan of 2d Metroid and I wanted to play Metroid Prime, and I was waiting for the trilogy on Switch, and I was waiting for the trilogy on Switch, and this was in 2021, and I'm, you know, Emily Rogers is saying it, and all these people are saying it, and that it's coming, it exists, and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, and then finally I got sick of waiting, and I I did play Metroid Prime 1. I got the trilogy on Wii U, Wii and U. I played Prime yeah. 1. Unfortunately the first person perspective makes me really nauseous. So I can only play it in short bursts. Mm. Uh, I definitely still much prefer the 2d Metroids than the prime series. Um, I'm wondering if playing it in handheld a little bit closer to my face will make it easier for me so that I don't get like that motion sickness. I think playing it maybe, I think maybe playing it without motion controls might disconnect that a little bit for you. You know, because when you're playing with Maybe. motion controls, like you have that one-to-one connection with the motion. Maybe detaching right. a little bit and putting it back on sticks, something you're used to. I think maybe, maybe if I was being optimistic, I'm going to so try, it. try it. But I don't really have any interest in beating this game again, just because I beat it like relatively recently. But I, if especially if they remaster two and three, I will buy all three just for collector's purposes, just because I think it's cool. Sure. And uh, I haven't finished two, and I haven't played three, and I think just picking it up every once in a while and trekking through the world and looking at how gorgeous everything is and shooting things and like just being badass is like yes. enough reason for me to justify a $20 purchase for it. Yeah. I've always been on like that Reggie fils line that Metroid should be Nintendo's halo. Um, I don't see any reason why it's, why it's not and why it shouldn't be. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a badass space bounty hunter. I'm like, that's awesome. Let's go kick ass. Uh, yeah. I'm very interested and I want to be, I want to be clear before I say the next thing. I think both is great. I love having 2D and 3D Metroid. It just seems like since Metroid Prime, everything has always just been 2D, right? And so they, and it seemed like they never wanted to like carry this forward until, you know, Metroid Prime 4 was announced. Um, I'm really interested to see what the sales for this might be because mm-hmm. I think there does exist a chance for this thing to trounce the sales of like something like Dread. It's number one on Amazon for video games right now. It is sold out on Amazon. It's, I believe, the top of the eShop. It's sold out. Right Most now. retailers sold out pretty yeah. quickly. And I mean, I think Dread did the same. I'm just, I know the budget price and I'm not, I, that's why I wanted to kind of qualify that statement. I'm not saying, you know, that, that it's going to outsell it, meaning that it's better. I'm just saying that I, I've always felt like the, the shooter, the first person perspective or just the, sh- the, sh- the focus on just shooting in general. It could be third person for all I care. Um, but the, the focus putting more on the action, the shooting, the combat, like that sells to people in a way that I think the Metroidvania doesn't. And I'm wondering what it might look like if let's just say, and I'm just throwing it out there because we've seen switch do crazy things. What if Metroid prime remastered does 8 million units? Like what if it just gets like way out there in a way that we haven't seen, uh, a Metroid game do before, 
you know, eh. that would be That'd exciting. Be cool. It'd be exciting. Cause we, we've seen it. We've seen, you know, Yoshi games get to 3 million. We've seen damn fitness game get to 7 million. Like we've seen switch do some wild stuff. And um, I'm just wondering if I just think the appeal, I think to most people, they like the, the example I use in my mind, Jack hates Metroidvanias. Like he just doesn't play them because <laughs> it's a lot, you know, he's got to remember everything. He's got to track everything, but he loves shooters. And yeah. we see that shooters are very popular. And I'm just wondering if maybe some of the marketing, the shadow drop, people see the shooting and stuff and they just start buying it. Yeah. I think they're doing, th- I mean, it's, it's, it seems obvious to say this, but I want to say it anyway, that they're doing this because of Metroid prime four coming. Yeah. And I yeah. think that prime four would for all the effort that's going into it would be dead on arrival with people not able to easily play the first three or at yeah. least the first one, the first one, you know, just to yeah. get a sense. Um, so yes, this is prep for that. Also it's sitting at a 94 on Metacritic. It's great game. Metro prime is one, one of the best like games ever. Yeah. yeah. Metro prime is one of the best games has ever made. I, I remember um, as another joke I made on PSVG this year. I knew a lot of folks were always like, you know, like when's the Nintendo going to have their God of war moment where they, you know, remake an entire, like, yeah, they did that <laughs> a decade ago. I remember Metroid Prime came out and yeah, people decade, lost their mind. Two minds. decades ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, First game right. came out yeah. in 2002. Yeah, you're right. We're old. Um, yeah. And yeah. So very exciting. Uh, Advanced Wars exists. Boomers. Boomer shooters. Boomer shooters. Um, so we're old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we See? are old. <laughs> That's right. Boomer shooters. Yeah, Advance Wars coming out April. Um, it exists. Are you picking it up? Absolutely. I've already I had it pre-ordered since before it was delayed. So it just I just kept I always kept my pre-order. It's there. It's been paid for. I'm very excited. Um I know a lot of folks were thinking it was gonna shadow drop again. I never thought it was because I think they had retailers with pre-orders, so yeah. yeah. I um when they were talking about this in the uh, direct and they said it's a few months away, I was like, oh, my God, this means that there could be like another world disaster that delays it again. Delays it again. <laughs> there's there's enough time for that to happen. No, they're pushing out. It's coming out. It's finally coming out. And um, this game was yeah, supposed I... to come out December 21. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm I'm just really happy to have Advance Wars back. Um, it's a franchise that, you know, Fire Emblem's basically taken all of, over all of its place, and uh, and I understand that, and I love Fire Emblem, and it's probably you know fair for them to do that. But I would like to have both. I, I like to live in a world where Advance Wars is something that you know comes around every so often again. So I'm gonna buy this one. I was gonna buy it anyway just to revisit it, but honestly, more out of just to show support for the franchise. In hopes yeah, that maybe fair. somebody's thinking of making another one down the line. That's fair. Uh, let's talk about the big one. Well, wait, let's talk about Switch Online first because I, I okay. want to talk about that before the big one. I okay. realized we, we missed that. Um, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that this happened now. I would expect this to happen kind of in the fall area when we're all renewing our subscriptions kind of talk we've always said, but they are adding Game Boy games to the base uh, subscription of Switch Mm -hmm. Online and Game Boy Advance games to the expansion pack tier of Nintendo Switch Online. With Game Boy, uh, are these the games that are already on it? Yes. 
Yep. Okay. The ones that are already on it right now, you can go play them right now. This is a shadow drop. Tetris, Super Mario Land 2, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, Return of Samus, Wario Land 3, and Kirby's Dream Land. So it looks like there's also Game Boy Color games in this with Link's Awakening DS, right? Yes. No, there's a right. filter in your settings when you open up the Game Boy app. There's a filter where you can play Game Boy. Game Boy Color and something mm, else. Okay. And you can switch through the different filters and play them in different styles, which is kind of cool. I wish you could do it on the fly, but you can't. You got to do it in the settings and you got to boot the game. I wish once you're in the game, I wish you could yeah. just flip through it. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would be nice. I realized that I was like, why is Wario Land 3 so familiar? Turns out I had that game. Nice. I was looking through my collection and I have it. Um, I think that's the one that I've always heard. Like everybody loves that one, right? Like that's a very special and I think, Wario I think, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. I'll probably play through that again at some point. Uh, Game Boy Advance games uh, currently on it is Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. That's one title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WarioWare Inc. Mega Microgames, which is the first WarioWare game. Very fun. Kuru Kuru Kururin. Huh? I don't know, Donnie, but if you haven't loaded this up and played it, try it. It's I so watched them. I'm not playing that. I watched it's them play so that. It's so addictive. Oh, my god! I gosh. heard Jeff like, Jeff talk so about stupid. how great it was. I'm not playing that. It's That's so dumb. But, like, it's your... Stupid you, balance of stick game. around. I was like, what the no, hell? No, it's your... Navi- it's so, just, tr- just please try it. No. Just try it. I can't. Just try it for, like, 30 seconds. My Switch online lapsed. I can't. Donnie. We'll talk about it. Keep going. Super uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Okay. Which is the worst Mario Kart game. Oh. Mario and Luigi (laughs) Superstar Saga and the Minish Cap. Superstar Saga. I know you didn't play it. Everybody go play it. That was the remake on 3DS, right? Superstar Saga? Oh, I don't know. I think so. Uh, But yes, the Minish Cap came out. And uh, yeah, Forest Minish. I know that most of the people listening to this have not played it. There's no excuse now. Um, before we get into it, let's answer this. When are we getting the Pokemon games? Red, blue, and yellow. You know, I normally would have said No Way Jose, but the fact that they had them on Virtual Console tells me that it is possible, but I... Uh, Do they want to add them to the Game Boy, the, the lower I don't tier? think so. I think don't want there'll to, do be they? some kind of caveat where it'll either be on Game Boy Advance or or I could even see their own Pokemon app. Like, oh, that'd be neat. That'll be on the expansion pack or I don't know. I don't see them. What doing if they this put for, what if they put the Game Boy games in the expansion in in the Game Boy pack? But if you want to but it has Pokemon home integration that you have to have the expansion pack to use. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah so let's get into it. Um, yeah. My Nintendo switch online expired and I've been planning on letting it expire. I've been moving my, my family members off and stuff. I just don't use it much. It's not that I think it's not worth it or valuable or anything. I just don't use it much. I don't play a lot online. I don't play a lot of virtual games. A lot of the virtual games that they have are games. I already own. I own a 64 and a bunch of games and I own a Wii U with a bunch of games and I own super Nintendo and super Nintendo classic. Um, I, I saw so many people that were so excited for this announcement and I don't mean to take away their excitement, 
But as I've said for years, I never owned a portable until 3DS. I did not grow up with these games. They're not particularly nostalgic to me or valuable to me. I did play some before I let it expire. And yeah, none of them turned me to, none of them were like, you need to not, you need to continue your membership. Um, one, not alone in the dark game is terrible. <laughs> I've never even heard it's of it. It's so bad. <laughs> I was playing, I was like, this is awful. Um, but obviously, I wanted to play Wario Land 3 because I've never played it. Um, but a lot of these games I have on my 3DS. I think a lot of these games, a lot of people have on the 3DS. But that doesn't take anything away from they're better on your Switch. They've got a lot of modern conveniences. You can rewind. You can save states. They're very nice, right? You have a nice, uh, the quality is very good. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from it. Um, I just, like I said, I just don't use it much. I think um, my plan is I did get my vouchers before it expired. Here's the interesting thing that I'm pretty sure I found out. I think you have to be a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber at the point your voucher takes. But even though I own the voucher, I don't oh. think it'll go through because I'm not a member. So what I plan on doing, right. what I plan on doing is I'll get three month subscriptions. Right. I'll just get, or maybe, maybe just do a really cheap one year. Um, but like you can get the three month passes at Target for like six bucks. And I'll just maybe grab one of those, like when Breath of the Wild comes out and when um, Pikmin comes out to extend my vouchers until they give me a little bit more, um, a little bit more. And I don't mean like more from the service to make it worth it for me. I just mean like until they give me something that I'm actually going to use. That's so that that was my thing is I just realized over a year I paid to have this family plan and expansion pass and everything. And I was like, I haven't used any of this. Like it's, it's like a thing that I, I bought just to have. Like as to have like in the back of my head, I was like, I've got it if I ever want to use it. And I just never did. So Fair. I let it expire. Did you play the Minish Cap at all ever in your life? I had it on my, um, I had it on my, my Logitech deck. It was very nice. Right. And then I, I sold that. Did you play it? I, I did play it for about an hour and then I, and I never got back to it and then I sold it. But what I did is I just this weekend, I bought this new tablet. I have this new Samsung beautiful tablet that I'm setting up to replace my cloud deck. So I will put my Game Boy emulator back on it. And one day I will get to your beloved Minish Cap, I promise. Thank you. Thank you. That's all that matters. Uh, yes. Um, I, my only wish for this was that it wasn't such a drip feed that they would just put the their whole planned library on it at once. That I don't have to wonder, you know, when is the game that I want coming? Like, I get that they might, you know, still add stuff over time, but like, just Netflix the heck out of it and just put put everything that you have planned that, on it right away. I mean, a Nintendo Switch Online, like a, a complete virtual console subscription thing, would be worth subscribing to indefinitely. And then, you know, my plan that I've always suggested is I wish they would take this off. Uh, I wish this would be. I wish Nintendo would make a subscription service that was device agnostic. Let people on mobile play it, let people on PC play it, let people on their Switch play it, you know, like just put it out there and like like get people subscribing to it for back catalog stuff. I think you could get a lot of people that would give Nintendo five bucks a month for years, you know, for decades. They would just do it indefinitely. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's talk about the big one. Tears of the Kingdom. The direct ended with a trailer about what three minutes long or so they showed off a collector's edition amiibo reaffirmed that the game is coming out on may 12th everybody's saying why is everybody saying happy birthday to me my birthday is the day i answered a question that the 3ds marketplace closes on march 27th which also happens to be my birthday and now everybody's saying happy birthday (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so we got the trailer. We saw the collector's edition. They said that Tears of the Kingdom, and this actually leaked, I think, a day or two before the direct. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom will be Nintendo's first $70 game, according to its eShop listing. And then after the direct, a quote came out and they said, we determined the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis. When asked if this was part of a new trend for Switch games, Nintendo simply responded, no. And I think we see no. that because Pikmin doesn't cost 70 it costs 60 Advanced Correct. Wars is not 70 um, I was talking about this. I was on, um, HMK. He's a Twitch streamer, YouTuber, uh, on his podcast, the fifth dimension earlier this week. And this was something that came up and we were kind of saying how we think this will be like only Nintendo's biggest, best games, at least for the switch's life, however okay. long the switch goes on for. So Zelda, yeah, makes sense. at 70. If they have another big Mario game on Switch, like a big 3D Mario, that'll be 70. What if it's Mixed 2D Mario? Four, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. Maybe because it's Mario. Um, Metroid Prime four, uh, four, $70. Let me ask you about that. Yeah. Okay. So the Mario one, I think is interesting, but I'm not, I'm not, mm, I wasn't compelled to maybe be your devil's advocate on that one. Metroid. Okay. A, a, a franchise and a game that has typically had a tough time selling and you expect them to raise the price on it. Mm. I mean, that's smart. I'm also not confident that it's coming out on the switch, to be honest. I it's think fair. That it'll be next hardware, which will be a little bit more. Like Mario, I kind of with you. I think there might be families that are like 70. Like, why do they raise the price? Right. But mm-hmm. I also think Mario will just sell anyway. Mm-hmm. Metroid, though, Metroid might be one where some people are like, nah. <laughs> like, I that, don't know. That, that actually kind of worries me. I don't think it's coming out little. on the Switch. I don't think it's coming out on the Switch, though, for. I think that's fair. Yeah. And I, I, and the good thing that you've got going for you in that idea is the longer that it takes for that game to come out, the more normal $70 becomes, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just becomes more and more normal over time. So I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, The only reason why I'm saying that XPS and chat kind of nailed it. If it looks like Metroid prime remastered did and a new game, it'll probably look better than Metroid prime remastered. I would hope so. It's on like a switch pro or something. Um, I feel like that would justify the $70. Um, I also just want to, I know a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of discussion around the $70 price point. We don't have to dive super deep into it, but. It says Metroid Prime sells. Metroid Prime sold 2.8 million. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Metroid Prime doesn't. That's the thing. And that's why I'm hoping that maybe the remaster does. Um, I would love to know. I mean, I would love to see it. Like what if the remaster hits five? That's really big deal. Even at a budget, like if it just pushes that numbers, that's a big deal. Um, But yeah, Metroid historically has not sold very well. Um, I just want to shout out that Nintendo is hiking up their salaries uh, for their employees 10% in Japan. Um, they're getting, they're all getting a 10% raise, um, which I think is a big deal considering a lot of other studios are laying off people by the hundreds and thousands. Um, employees in, at Nintendo are getting a price, are getting salary increases. 
And I feel like <sighs> I don't mind paying $70 for Zelda with, if that's happening. I got into it from with Mike for making a very same point that you just made. Um, with who? With Mike Minotti. Mike, oh. Jeff, co-host. Um, just in the chat. And like, you're not wrong. I'm not going to argue that it's not nice. I'm not, I'm not defending the $70. I'm just no, 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 not yeah, that at all. Okay. I'm just talking about the race. We're just talking about the race okay. for the things. Okay. Yeah, okay. There's a few things that you need to know okay. about the, about that story before you take it and use it to make a shot at Xbox. Um, excuse me. I wasn't making a shot at Xbox. I didn't I'm say a single saying, thing about Xbox. I'm not saying you were, but I think everybody knows what, what no, everybody knows what Google studios laying off thousands of people. Everybody is. Okay. Ubisoft okay. is doing it. It's not Fair. just an Xbox thing. I'm saying across the board. Fair. Fair. Well, okay. Well, even I'll just. I just wasn't even thinking of Xbox. Redact Xbox before you use it to make a comparison against any other developer laying people off. Okay. There's a few things you need to know. One, Japan is under the highest inflation the country has ever seen. The prime minister of Japan has asked all tech companies to raise employees' salaries. Square and Capcom have raised their employees by 30 and 40% raises. Um, so in great. Japan, this announcement was kind of met as Nintendo kind of doing the bare minimum, not like a really great thing. Um, I didn't know that. At the same time, um, a lot of folks were taking that, like that headline. Nintendo raises the 10% and everybody was like, see, they're doing such a great job. And I'm not, it is very nice they're giving a raise. I don't want to come off as like, this isn't right, Nintendo. This is great. They're giving a raise. That's great. But again, All I just said. put it in context. You got to put it in context. They employ far less people than a lot of studios. They farm out a lot of development to second and third party studios who are laying people off. Right. So it's not like they're not just like, I feel like people are like kind of just giving them like a bone, like a freebie. They're like, Hey, look at great Nintendo. It's like, well, they're not that great. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, if you really Listen, just dig in just a I, little, I they're not that super. Raise it to the heavens. I said I am much, I feel much better, me personally, as somebody who has the money to spend, paying an extra $10 for Tears of the Kingdom specifically, sure. knowing that Nintendo's employees are getting more and not getting laid off. Yes, fair. Fair. That's yep. all I said. <laughs> well, so the, and the reason that I the reason that I reacted to it the way that I did is Mike Minotti. Mike freaking Minotti. He specifically was like, "See, Xbox is doing this, and it's not yeah, Xbox; Mike. it's Microsoft, who employs like two million people." <laughs> And he was like, in Nintendo, the great Nintendo, our saving grace for the video game. It's like, come on, you're you're really overlooking a lot of the things that Nintendo does. Like their entire studios that get closed down that work on Nintendo games that nobody cares about because they don't have the Nintendo logo on it. You know, it's like, I'm just, you know how I am. I like to be exhausted and I like to be informed. You know, so like I, when I see that headline, I want to know more about it. And when I started knowing more about it, and specifically when I started seeing some of uh, the Japanese Intel folks that I usually follow, they were like, come on, Nintendo, you're making incredible profits year over year in this old ass hardware. Like you could do better than this. But then I over here, over here, Capcom, I think Capcom did 40 and I think Square I did 35. Yeah, and everybody in America is like, Nintendo's amazing. It's just, it was a very interesting juxtaposition to see. 
And then when I started seeing it, I wanted to dig into it and I wanted to learn more about it. So as I learned more about it, yeah, I came off. I came off with that. So I, I thought the, the mic thing got in, got, got me. Under you the collar, about it? He was on a show. I usually hang out in a chat in a show. And he was like, and he just dug, he just went, he just took the bait. It's like he read a headline. He was like, see, Xbox laid off a million people. It's like, no, they didn't. Xbox laid off like 90 people. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Sure it's nice. 90 people, though. It's nice they're getting a raise. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, that doesn't even factor into my thought process about 70. Uh, I thought Breath of the Wild was worth like $120. Like that game, like the first game was just so much better than most games that I played. I played it for so long. I was like, God, this game is worth so much more than $60. I remember us talking about it then. I was like, this game is just better. It's just better than that. Uh, we were talking about it then. Um, you know, for years we were talking about raising the prices of games because some games are worth more. Like Skyrim was just worth more. It was just better than most. So I don't mind them charging a premium for this game at all, just on face value for what it is. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think this is Nintendo beginning to normalize that price. And I think by the time Metroid Prime comes out, I think most Nintendo games will probably be $70. They'll just adapt to it. They'll get there. That was kind of my reasoning for Metroid Prime. Yeah. For. Um, I Two things. I One, feel very lucky. I feel like we should all feel very fortunate that we have gone this long without paying $70 for games. Mm-hmm. Especially with how well they're selling. With how well they're selling, the industry doing well. The fact that I feel like the price of all entertainment and luxury and everything, the price of everything has gone up and up and up over the past decades. Yeah. And game prices have remained fairly stagnant. And I think we're very fortunate that we're, you- we're, we're able to buy these huge, big, big budget games for $60, $70. Like, it's a luxury and I don't want to defend it because, you know, I know that that $10 difference might be the, you know, the point between some families or people getting a game and not getting a game. But I just, I think it's fortunate that it hasn't happened a long time ago. Yeah. The next Mario Kart definitely going to be $70. Yes. Um, also, when you were saying that you would have paid $120 for Breath of the Wild. I paid 130 for the Tears of the Kingdom special edition, which is it's not so even funny. a good. It's not even a good collector's it's edition. Not. It's Boy, really is disappointing it overall. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Is that it? Like, this is not like a statue good. or there's something?" There's like a like, couple like, good things it? in it, but it's not worth 100. They're pins, and there's only the four of them. Pins. Yeah, the pins are nice. I like pins. I collect pins. Okay. I I like me a good art book. No, yeah, you know. I, I was talking to Steven on air because he said the same thing. He's like, no, art book is nice. And I was like, but you know, three months after it releases, there'll be a bigger art book that they sell, like one of the Probably. actual official art book guides. I was like, I'll just get that. Yeah. yeah, I was I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I was like, that's it. I know. I would have liked a statue or like. After the Master Edition? How or... amazing was the Master? I love my Master Edition. I know. We don't get another one of those? How is that possible? So I use my vouchers. So again, for anybody upset about the $70, listen, Nintendo sells vouchers. If you're a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber, you get two vouchers, like a voucher for two games for a hundred bucks. It's $50 each. I got Pikmin 4, $60, Breath of the Wild 2, $70. It's $130 worth of games I got for a hundred bucks because I'm going digital. So that's a pretty sweet deal. So anybody that's upset about the price, you don't have to pay that price. Um, there are avenues to beat that price. Um, and I think that voucher is a sweet deal. Good timing on Nintendo to do that. 
they kind of hit you with, you know, they hit you with the the counter punch because they're making up for it on the Nintendo switch online. Like if you're a subscriber and you're getting those vouchers, they're going to make it up for you in the long run. They're going to make up the difference. Here's another point that I think helps with the $70 price. If you do pay that much, the file size for the game is 18.2 gigabytes, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, but it is worth noting that it's bigger than any other first party switch title. Yeah. Big game they, for Nintendo. This is gonna be a big game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh you remember that leaked Switch OLED, that Tears of the Kingdom Switch OLED that leaked a couple weeks ago? Yep. That I thought was Looking real. Looking like that might be real after all because you didn't think it was the same real. logo. I didn't think it was real. No. Yeah, it has that the logo. Same on logo it. appears on it that appears on that collector's edition. I think they it's didn't ugly. It. I don't know they didn't announce it. I think they'll announce it closer to uh it'll be like March, April they'll announce it. Okay. Like March, we'll get like probably. when we get like a a full trailer, like a trailer yeah. like yeah. Cuz we didn't talk I do want to get into that, but yeah. So the symbol was on the Joy-Con. So that really gives it gives it credibility, right? Somebody that just made that up couldn't have just do that by coincidence. Have we seen that right. symbol before this? I trailer? don't believe so. No. I don't think so either. I also don't like that console. I think the dock is not terrible. I like the idea of trying to go back to gold, but for whatever it is, it's the green and the gold and the white. And the. I was like, oh, it's, it's too much going on. It's like they're trying to incorporate everything instead of picking one. Yeah. It's like, just do it in gold and white or do it in green. And, but don't do all of it. It's too much. You're doing too much. Nintendo. Yep. 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 Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. I remember when I first saw it, that was, again, my first thought was, boy, does that look like something Nintendo would do? <laughs> I if it if that is the one I won't get it. I won't. Yeah, I won't even. Um, but Rebecca, tell me all of the inner knowings of this trailer. I, I, I call it a trailer. Didn't really feel like a trailer. Um, it felt like footage, but like it was kind of building to something, and then like I felt like it kind of just they just kind of ended it. Well, I think that's the way they're marketing this game. I think they know the people who love Breath of the Wild are already going to be on board no matter what. They don't want to give too much away. Yeah. So they're giving us snippets. And I kind of like this marketing. I don't feel like I'm being spoiled. They're letting me come up with theories. They're like letting me, you know, analyze the trailer and come up with ideas and hopes and thoughts. And uh, I think we're getting closer and closer to figuring out what this game is with each trailer. And I have a theory that I posted on Twitter yesterday, and I'm super excited about it. Can I can I share it with you? Yeah, regale us in, in your theory. So this, this came to me in a dream, Donnie. I literally dreamt this, and then I woke up, and I'm like, why? Wait a second. That actually kind of makes Wild sense. Leak has got go you dreaming it, about him now? Think. Yes. So, you know how historically the Triforce piece is on Link's dominant hand, right? Correct. We see it in Ocarina of Time. We see it, you know, in Wind Waker. He gets the Triforce on it. You know, it's on his hand. Skyward Sword is on his right hand, which is his dominant hand. Um, His hand in all these trailers seems to get destroyed or warped and then, like, restored with some kind of power that is like a Sheikah Slate type of power. It's going to be like our new Sheikah Slate thing. Using his hand, it glows. Um, My theory is that Ganondorf stole the piece of Triforce from Link, from his hand, sucked it out of him from his hand, 
And oh, in wow. this in this recent trailer, Zelda says she says two things. She says, "I don't think that you're going to be able to defeat him this time." You know, she's feeling pretty like pessimistic we don't normally see her so pessimistic and then she also tells somebody she says lend him your power so i'm thinking she says that that like she's asking either the goddesses she's asking hylia somebody to like restore he doesn't have the triforce to give him some kind of power back and that's how he gets that power in his hand interesting and he uses that to try to you know get i was wondering i'm I'm, honestly my thought was much darker i was wondering if his hand is like he just loses it. <laughs> I think his hand gets like chopped off or something. And well, like, from Ganondorf, he's trying right. to take the Triforce. So I was thinking that happens, and then like his hand is green, or right? you get that green glow stuff. Don't they do that with like ghosts and stuff? So I was wondering if like somebody that's dead is like helping him with his power, like giving him this afterlife pa- green power. Because we see that with like the spirits and the ghosts and stuff. But yeah, I haven't been that deep into it. I haven't watched the Zeltic stuff yet. I haven't got into it. Jack has. He came and told me a few things. I am also agreeing with you. I'm digging. I don't. It's one of those things where I don't really want to know a lot. Like I kind of I'm interested in the over theories, but I don't want like a 40 minute breakdown of everything. I kind of want what you just yeah, gave I mean, me. It- but just give me a pitch. Just like, here's an idea. And I'm like, OK, that's cool. I'll, I'll file that in the back. Maybe I'll find that out later, but like, I don't want somebody that's like, here's all the evidence that I've got to point. Like, that's too much. Yeah. I don't want to know that much. I think think in March ish, I like before PAX East, I think they're going to have another trailer. They're going to show us the OLED. I think there might even be a tree house. And I think that there's going to be a playable demo at PAX. Oh, wow. That would be interesting. Which is the end of March. We get hands on. That would be awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, I it, the game looks amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's so... <sighs> we've got so much to do. We have all the world of Hyrule. We've got all this stuff in the sky. We think we're going underground, at least at some point, uh, whether there's dungeons down there mm-hmm. or an actual world to explore, or if it's just cutscenes. Like, it just, it's so big. There's so much to do. It doesn't do. look I can't like wait. it's going to just be cutscenes based on this last trailer. I think there is going to be sky and there's going to be underground. So my thing from the trailer, my big takeaways, because I'm a simpleton and I'm not like, Look, that's his, the wrong hand. You know, like, I have no idea. <laughs> My thing was brand new enemy designs. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. That thing he was fighting on the island, like the Minecraft block thing. I was like, yeah. dude, yes, that looks yeah. awesome. And then, that's new. and then, uh, the, like his, the Gliok, his the dragon thing. on the bridge. Him driving his oh, car. Oh, yeah, the car. The, drag- the, yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, look at Link getting mm-hmm. down some Hyrule muscle across this field. He's got dragon tire like hubcat i was oh man this is great um mm-hmm. so like i was just looking at like kind of big stuff like that and then okay. you know like he jumps for at the end he jumps for zelda and that's where oh, you hear I her guessed. you know like lend lend him your power i was wondering if somebody was telling zelda to do that or i guess that was her voice telling somebody else to do that like who would be the somebody else the goddesses the goddesses like her dad no, a ghost, like right? Din Nehru Furor. Oh, dragons. you're going. We see the dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're manifested through them. The the Zonai are really into the dragons. We see the dragons in the logo. So that would tie it like all back to the beginning, then, mm-hmm. right? Like if that's like like big Zelda timeline thoughts, like it would like kind of reset us back to the beginning. 
I don't know. Maybe. And I love the <laughs> blood moon asteroid volcano stuff that's like raining down all over the There's everywhere. stuff falling from the sky as you're running through the world. Yeah, you're just going to go and like here comes this giant piece of island. And so the world is like crumble, like it's apocalyptic. The whole world's falling this apart. Is, and that also lends to my theory that I think Ganondorf stole a piece of the tri- I stole Link's Triforce because this is the worst state that we've ever seen. Hyrule. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we've never seen it. We have not seen a single person besides Zelda and Link in any of these trailers. Yeah, the whole thing's falling apart. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yes, I'm very excited. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I need to put in some for some time off. Oh yeah. <laughs> very good. Anything else about the direct? Um, no, I would just say, look. For me, my overarching impressions of the direct, the direct was very feast or famine. Um, for the first 20, 25 minutes, I was a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. They showed so much stuff that I just could never care to see again. There were so many anime detective games. Why? So many anime detective games. Like, where did they all come from? What do you, what? There were like two. And then they had, um, well, Samba de Amigo came back with a DECA police. There were so many things. Katamari. I was just like, oh my God, this is after seeing the electricity like in the air for this thing and we're getting into it. I was like, oh, this ain't it. This is not what I was thinking. But then they definitely won me over um, by the end. I I definitely think it was a really good direct. Um, I'm all in on Metroid Prime and Kirby and and Advance Wars and Zelda. But there was a lot of stuff in the direct that I just weren't for me. Weren't for me. That's fair. That's okay. G-Man says anime sales. Yeah, like if it had a had a, a different Shaq member not quit, you guys would be getting all kinds of stuff about all kinds of games. But Venus is coming back. And I am here to save everyone from that because there'll be none of that here on my watch. No, sir. I am not going to play Master Detective Files Rain Code. What? Okay. I was like, what is this? Why are we doing this? Let's quickly talk o- about the Nintendo financials. Then we'll we'll hit these questions real quick. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go through this. Nintendo Switch is at 122.55 million units sold. It has now surpassed the PS4 and the Game Boy. Yeah, digital sales huge. account for 46 percent of all software sold. In the UK, that number is almost 90 percent. That's insane. What the heck is the UK doing over there? They ain't got time to go to the store, that's for sure. Wow, okay. The Switch has now reached 994 million games shipped since launch, passing the DS for most of all time. And that's, that's really almost where a the, billion games. That's And it will be over a billion. That's really yes. where the money is. The money yeah. isn't on the hardware. The money's really on the software. That's where they're making all of their dough. It'll be a billion in May when Tears of the Kingdom yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo has lowered its forecast for the second quarter in a row. It now expects to sell 18 million consoles by the end of March. Nintendo's stock price plunged 6.9% after it cut its full year earnings and revenue outlook. I don't think there's really anything to fear about that. I saw people panicking. I don't know. I think panic. I wouldn't go panic, but their stock definitely dipped. I think. I think what they're just... I don't think it's anything to honestly, I don't even think there's anything. A lot of people are trying to extrapolate a whole lot from the switch. Like this is the switch's problem. I wouldn't go that far. What I think Nintendo is acknowledging is that the entire gaming sector is going to kind of, I would call it right, like correct right size, but it's just, it's not going to be as strong as it has been the past couple of years because the world mm-hmm. kind of gets back to normal. And I think Nintendo is just 
of fixing their estimations to account for that. I don't think that's, yeah, there's nothing to be scared of. I think it's very, no, their, their business is very fruitful. Yes. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have sold more than 20 million in the first six weeks. The fastest selling game for Nintendo to date. Are we 20 surprised? million? Absolutely not. In six, I am so in six weeks. That's in, that is insane. Remember the, for the Switch's like first two years, like I was a such a huge Breath of the Wild got to 20. They're like, well, how far can it go? Right? Mario Kart got a 20. And they're like, Pokemon in six weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Especially that Pokemon game. That Pokemon game. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Very impressive. Nintendo has said this morning, oh, we talked about this. They're increasing the wages, employees by 10% after calls from yeah. the Japanese prime minister who asked companies to increase wages. We already talked about that. Nintendo has said it's not planning to introduce Switch hardware or software price cuts as its console business enters uncharted territory. Instead, it plans to grow Switch's 122 million install base with both new and classic titles it's they're not going to say we're we're planning new software we're they they're not going to say we're planning new hardware yet until they're not ready until they to, announce it like yeah. do it yeah um, otherwise then people would stop buying the switch they did say that they've got more more switch games in development and more being proposed so it seems like they are at least somewhat inclined to ride this out for a little bit mario kart's at 52 million units now yeah Mario Kart's a beast, man. It's a monster. That's got to be one of the best-selling games of all time, right? Is that like in the top twenty? Uh, I don't know about top. Yeah, I would have to say so. It's definitely up I'm there looking. for Nintendo. But the hard part is that you got to think about games that have been resold and like Tetris and stuff like that. Um, it's the sixth you know. best-selling game of all time. Nice. I was gonna say GTA was at, like I think I just read it's like 175 million units. Minecraft's at 238 million. Yeah. <laughs> GTA is at 175. Tetris is yeah. at 100 million. Wii Sports, and that's only because they packaged it with. Of the course, Wii. just like God of War was packaged with the PS5, so it's moved a lot of units lately. PUBG Battlegrounds and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And you got to think a lot of those games were not being sold at fifty or sixty dollars. A lot of those games you okay, read so are being sold at twenty dollars. They're combining it. They're combining it with. Uh, the Wii U one. Of so course. 60, 60 and the, well, the Wii, yeah, as I say, the Wii sold 10 million. It's like nothing compared to what the Switch version sold. Yeah. Mario Kart's still one of their, good. I've always, it's their strongest seller. It's one of their strongest IPs mm-hmm. that they have, period. It'll be interesting to see when they introduce the next Mario Kart. Um, the fact that they're launching Breath of the Wild 2 on this hardware, uh, I have become more and more inclined to think that they might launch the next hardware with a new Mario Kart game. I think so too. And I think that would um, be, yeah, that's super yeah. if that's the plan. A couple other ones I just want to shout out here. Splatoon 3 hit 10 million sales, which is awesome. Anything else you want to shout out? Um, the new ones. Bayonetta got over a million. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, 1.8. Kirby in the Forgotten Land, 6 million units sold. So that's kind of where I'm, those are the type, you still get Nintendo Switch Sports, 8 million units sold. Like, we've got to put Metroid on this list. Like, come on. Metroid Prime has got to get on this list. We got 8 million people buying Nintendo Switch Sports. The game sucked. <laughs> we've got to do better. 
Um, Arceus, 14 and a half million. I mean, that's very, very strong units. What was the Splatoon 3 number in Japan? I wanted to ask you about that because I remember the headline. A lot. I thought they said it sold 10 million units. Splatoon 3 splashes with 10 million sales in three months. I think like uh, over more than half of that has come from Japan, right? So in October, October 18th, which was like a, like the weekend it came out, I think Splatoon 3 is already the best selling video game of 2022 in Japan. Just set Nintendo's all time launch record in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. 4 million copies were sold in three days in Japan. Yep. Yep. I'm wondering how much of that it makes me want, because when I saw the Splatoon 3 number of 10 million, Personally, I was like, that might be a little lower than I expected. I was wondering, like, if it sold four million in three days in Japan, like, maybe it's not performing very well in the West. It's definitely way more popular in Japan than that. Yeah, that I get. But I'm wondering, like, why isn't isn't it getting out? Like, I wonder what's the disconnect. I don't know. Hmm. Because interesting is on the Switch. I don't know. Two sold thirteen million, so I think it'll pass that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do too. But I think that's pretty impressive that that it's already so close to Splatoon two. As I say all the time, the majority of games, even from first party, normally don't sell a million copies. If you look at them across the board from all major publishers, now Nintendo has higher numbers than that. Nintendo looks for bigger than a million, but most most games don't sell a million. So the fact you get a million is great. If you go at ten million, you're in the upper, like you're in the one percent of game publishers, and Nintendo mm-hmm. has like. They yeah they just keep hitting 10 i mean that's the power of the switch that's yeah. that's why it's been so fruitful for them they just keep selling games so all right do you want to go through these questions just kind of quick quick go through them do you want to pick some yeah, yeah let's let's see how far we can get um okay i don't think we need to spend super super long on the ones that some of them i think we've already about. covered yeah so dale wants to know will 70 stop people from wanting to buy zelda no like do you think yeah neither do i i didn't think no. so at all <laughs> um matt and jay were both asking if metroid prime 2 and 3 are coming and uh if you think where do you think they are in terms of completion i would be interested i i'd be shocked if both of them dropped the same like this year but you were kind of alluding to do you think they both i might don't know drop? i think they will i'm like kind of thinking that they might i'm thinking that two might release summer i think two will release before the end of the year three maybe early next year okay um steve or zenith says metroid prime remake uh does the metroid prime remake have a chance to finally launch the metroid franchise into the upper echelon nintendo franchises i think it'll get more popular i don't think it'll be on the super duper high levels but i i think it's the most mainstream it's ever been he specifically think he asks, do you think it'll outsell Dread? And he notes that Dread um, hit 2.9. So do you Metro Prime go over 3 million? I think it could. Yeah. I think it will. I think it will. I think I think a lot of people are going to buy it twice. I think the price is going to help it maybe more than anything else. Um, oh, wait, do you think that know- they might have... Wait, 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 wait. Do you think they might have released it digitally first and then physically a couple weeks later to try to get those double dippers? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, absolutely I didn't even think do. about that. Yep. Oh. I think it'll sell double and I think they may have lowered the price. I think they lowered the price just to make sure that nobody like there's no like widespread reaction to it. 
Because I do think if they, yeah. if it had just been 60, people would have been like, well, you used to sell the trilogy, right? So yeah. I, I think they lowered it for that. But I also think somebody, some bean counter at Nintendo is like, all right, we've never really got these sale, these copies to move. Let's lower the price and see how what it happens. Like, let's see yeah. what it does at 40. And if it does five or six million, now you're starting to build they're momentum. Crea- and they're creating fans who are going to exactly. buy two, who are going to buy three. Who will then buy Metroid Prime Four at seventy? Exactly, exactly. The prime, they're priming <laughs> yeah. to use a term. They're priming the engine. They're trying to get people on board. So I love it. Uh, Al wants to know. He says, "Are you coming up with any theories?" We've heard Rebecca's. Who does Zelda want to lend their power to Link, and why does Zelda have a Sheikah slate? The Sheikah slate was always Zelda's. It was always hers. That's why she has it. Uh, I do remember she, she had it in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and she wants uh I think she wants the goddesses to lend their power or like sages or some you know, somebody higher up above. I really us. would love for sages to come back in a, um, like in a way that would make me so excited. She um, be talking about maybe the dead champions too. Ooh. Very yeah, that's a good call. That's a really good call. I wasn't so when you hit me with the goddess. It just not doesn't play like the statues and stuff. It doesn't play a huge role. In the, I mean, that doesn't mean it can't in the second game. I keep thinking of that picture with the statue that's on the steel book with like the drops or whatever in the circle and mm-hmm. everything. And ever since we saw those, everybody was like, you're collecting them. They might be dungeons. And I've always wanted them to be like sages, but it's just my nostalgic ocarina heart talking. I'm like, let's, let's yeah. go back to that. That sounds great. Yeah. Kyle says it's Super Bowl Sunday. Woo! Which which Nintendo character from any series is most likely to play in the NFL? Who's that football Mario guy, the enemy, yeah. the what's what's his name? That's, I just I don't know his name. Charging Chuck. Charging Chuck. Good one. Thank you, Damn it, Beat me to it. I would say Bowser. Or Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong would be a monster on the field. Yeah. Donkey Kong is a good one. Brendan says, now that we know Nintendo's tentative plans. What do you think Nintendo needs to focus on besides the Super Switch? What do they need to focus on? They need to put out a Mario game this year for the Mario movie and Mario World tie-in, Super Nintendo World tie-in. I really hope it just doesn't have voice acting in the game. Don't do that to Nintendo. I don't want that. I'm totally fine with just doing a Mario game, but like, let's not do Mario the movie the game. I don't want that to happen. No, I don't think they'll do that. Oh, I really don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just keep making like their plan right now is to push software. So keep making software. I think maybe, as I said last week, focus on making your your product cannot be the most powerful. It's not going to do that. So make sure it has a really great selection of games and work on affordability. You know, like let's maybe do mm-hmm. some bundles or something like that. Let's let's make it make it attainable for more people. That would be where I would tell Nintendo to go because they've got games to sell. The games are there. One thing we didn't say about this direct, outside of the fact that they had like 50 games of this show, they showed so many games. There was like a ton of them. Um, but we only really saw games from, what, from here to like July. Really strong lineup software wise already. And we don't even know like the other half of the year. So you remember when Nintendo didn't have any games to warrant an E3 showcase? Yeah. Um, Hobik says Nintendo handhelds are a staple of my gaming history. So I was over the moon to see the new Nintendo Switch Online editions. What Game Boy or Game Boy Advance games do you hope come to Nintendo Switch Online? I'd love to see a link to the past come to GBA. 
So four swords can be played with online multiplayer. Second for that, four swords with online multiplayer would be fantabulous. That is like my biggest surprise of games that I played last year. I love that game. I also want so in the Japan Japan um, their trailer for this they got a game that I played last year the frog for whom the bell tolls do you remember I told you guys about this it's like made with the Link's Awakening engine it's Nintendo developed Nintendo published they wow, got that no, game but it never got translated to English I played an, uh, an unofficial English translation it's so cute it's so fun. I wish they would just translate the game and put it on uh, Switch Online. It's uh, I think Zelda fans would really like it. It's very Zelda-y. It's basically wow. like a Link, Link's Awakening type game. Cool. A little bit different combat, though. But um, And also, I want Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak to come to Game Boy Online. Nice. That would actually be a really fun announcement. Um, Nintendo developed. Kuru, 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 Linen to whatever. Uh, Don Rob said, I, I didn't grow up with the, the GBGBA stuff. So I would be interested if they did something with Pokemon. Um, but outside of that, I don't know if they could do anything. And it's not even the Pokemon would just be a convenience for Jack. Again, so many of the games I already have on my 3DS. That's really more than anything else. Uh, Don Rob, for me, that direct was 10 out of 10. What would you rate it? And would it have taken for you to get up to that? Um, so let's just start there. He's got another question, but let's start there. What would you rate it? So unpopular. I actually coming right off of the direct, I was a little bit disappointed from it because I felt like all of the, not all of them, but a lot of what was announced was just stuff that we had known about previously. And we were just getting updates on like the Splatoon DLC, the Mario Kart DLC. We already knew Pikmin was coming. We already knew Tears of the Kingdom was coming. You know, we already knew most of that stuff. The only like big surprise, and I know it's not Nintendo's fault, was leaked. The uh, uh, Metroid Prime, you know, I think that was only half a surprise for us. But um, then it started to grow on me. I think after that, like I, they keeping in mind that this was only stuff from the first half of the year. Like I don't think anything past August really was shown. Yep. Um. So I think keeping that in mind made me feel a little bit better about it. I think to increase it to a ten out of ten. Um. I don't know stuff. Stuff that we didn't already know about that they're new working stuff. on. New stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah new announcement. Yeah. I mean, I would rate it probably like seven and a half if I would split it. If I couldn't split it, probably just give it an eight. I think it was really good. Had a lot of quantity, had a lot of quality. Um, but the majority of the direct, if we just weighted everything equal, the majority of the direct didn't appeal to me. But as I say, it's, it's usually about what are you going to buy? And I came away from the direct buying five games and that's a win in my book. You know, like most, that's, that's a real good win. Most companies would love to have that kind of batting average. So, um, yeah, I thought it was good. Not, not amazing. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I would have wanted more, more games that appealed to me. Um, and maybe some new announcements would have been nice, but the things that hit, hit well, you know, like I said, feast, feast or famine. Um, and then last one, Drew says, it looks like Nintendo is full steam ahead on the switch. We have. So when do you expect them to launch their next system now, having seen this direct? Next year. Next year? Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, you know, 
The only thing that gives me maybe slight pause is the Wii U to the Switch. And you remember they announced that they were going to do like the Switch. They didn't announce it, but they were like, we have our next platform. And then there was like a year long wait until we actually got the announcement. They won't do that. I hope not. But that's the only thing that maybe gives me just a little pause is that like maybe next year they're like, and we have a new thing yeah. coming. And then it's the like a, an extra the, no, year on we, top of that. We needed to hear something. I agree. About Nintendo's plans back then. I agree. We don't need to now. That's true. I agree. So I, I think I'm probably agree in agreement with you. Um, I, I'm, I was dancing around. I've been thinking about this for a little bit. I think Nintendo is, I think they're, I think, I think they're probably being really smart with this. Um, their, their competition in the console market has already showed their hand. They're knee deep in their new consoles. So Nintendo knows what their competition is from that space. The thing that made the Switch really cool at its time of release was that it was not really, really competing in that space. They basically kind of had like this whole portable market to themselves. And the problem with that now, because I, I think we both assume that the next Switch will just be a better Switch. Like neither one of us are thinking it's going to be something different, right? Right. So the difference between now and then is that they have a lot of competition in that space now. There's a lot of people doing things with phones. There's a lot of people doing things with attachments. There's the Steam Deck, right? Steam Deck. There's a lot of things coming. So I think what Nintendo is doing is waiting. I think they're just waiting and they are, they're trying to see, like maybe either letting technology price come to them to where they want to be at price rise or waiting for technology advancements to get them where they want to be tech spec. I think it may be a blend of both of those. You know, I've, I follow this, these rumors and news and we heard from Digital Foundry and Nate and folks on Reddit that there were dev kits that were sent out for the Switch thing and then they were called back. And I'm wondering if maybe the reason that, that happened is Nintendo had an idea for where they wanted the Switch to be. And maybe I'm not saying just with the Steam Deck, but maybe just all of the things that are coming. Maybe they're like, we need to go back to them, not the drawing board, but where we want to be on this. So let's, let's right. call them back. And I'm wondering right. if maybe that's where it is. They're just kind of sitting and waiting. And, and I'm thinking price. It might be price. They might be waiting for the price to come down to them, right? Be it inflation or just tech or new chips or whatever. They might be like, you know what? We can make some games. We can give, we can buy ourselves some time. You know, the Steam Deck is not. I think I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, I think that might be. Which is, I think, is also why we're seeing a lot of like kind of long term DLC. Like the Mario Kart DLC is long term. The Splatoon DLC is going to be stretched out. I think that is probably part of the reason why. Yeah, and they're no hurry. The Steam Deck is not competition, right? The Steam Deck sold like 5 million Nintendos. Like, that's cute. Like, it's not (laughs) quote, quote, competition. But you do think if you release something that's not, you know, like when you, when they release something to people, it doesn't need to blow people away spec wise, but you want it to be impressive. You don't right. want people to be like, just buy a steam deck, right? Like you don't want that to be the case. So mm-hmm. I think that might be where they are. I think they might just be sitting back and being like, well, you know, maybe Nvidia is like, if you give us a year, we've got this other thing that we are doing, you know, it might be something like that, but we'll see. I agree. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Well, we got through all the questions. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Yeah, fun times. This was a good, uh, good direct, I think. A lot to talk about. Um, 
Oh, and then you know what? I'm looking forward to, we'll probably get a Pokemon Presents this month. Do you think that's going to happen? This month? Oh, I was thinking next month. This month? No, for Pokemon Day. It's always in. Oh, uh, that's right. I always forget about Pokemon Day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're, they're going to do something Pokemon related. I know they've got DLC. Do you think mm-hmm. they've got another game? They've been churning them out. I think we're going to see that Pikachu detective come back. Yeah. Remember they were making a sequel for that. A spinoff seems think, about right. Yeah. 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 I think Bring Pokemon that. quest to you cowards. I love that game. That game was so much fun. Okay. It was so much better than like the cafe and the Kirby thing and like all the stuff that they're doing. Like just Pokemon quest was dope. I like They'll throw new content for that MMO that they got. What's it Rumble. called? Pokemon or it's not Rumble. What is it? Hero Unite. Pokemon. Unite. Yeah. Unite. Yeah. yeah. Because that's still people who are into that are into that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And that's that's like a cash cow for them, I think. Yeah. And then maybe they bring stuff to Nintendo oh, Pokemon Pinball. I want a Pokemon Pinball spinoff. That and would be good. Pokemon yeah. Pinball. That would be like amazing. That would be good. That'd Pokemon be so Pinball. Good. I want it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Right. So I would say be before before we leave, yeah. I really loved like just this week in Nintendo. Me too. I was I was playing my Switch. I had Twitter going the night before. I was seeing every like it was an excitement that I hadn't seen in a minute. It'd been a while. People are always excited for directs, but like this this exceeded that what we've been at for the last I think last year or two. Like I felt- saw a really bad take on Twitter with somebody saying this is actually an article they wrote. The author was like, uh, it's time for Nintendo to retire directs and announce games what? some other way. I was like, what are you smoking? Like Nintendo directs are like they bring people together. Like what better way? Is it changed the industry. Games. It changed the entire industry. Everybody yeah. does it now. And his argument was, well, yeah, it was, you know, so revolutionary for its time but now everyone's doing it and nintendo should do something else now to make it more interesting okay i mean i don't hate that take i do think they could change up the formatting a little bit but i also would say why best with it like it totally works so. exactly it works and, i will you know i think sitting th- he, he he was like well i'm not interested in a lot of these games that i had to sit through and be bored like you were well, saying but i think that it it made me notice games that i would not like true. i would not have tuned into a pikmin centric direct because yeah. you know i might not necessarily care about pikmin but now seeing this i'm like oh i'm pretty interested. you also got to realize those games they weren't for me but i i wasn't upset watching them i wasn't like this doesn't deserve to be here you got to realize that for nintendo yeah. that's a part of their partnership with other companies that's how they kind of grease the wheels like hey yeah. if you help us out and get this game we'll put you in a direct that means something that means a whole lot of something if nintendo's mm-hmm. willing to put your indie game in their direct that's a huge deal that's CSI. sales. That's a lot of money. Like a uh, Nintendo direct has marketing prowess that most don't. So I fought with him on Twitter. Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You know, um, to just use that as a jumping off point in the Xbox showcase, they did have like some developer stuff. It was really short, but you would like, we got to see somebody talk about their game for about a minute. I would love to see something like that in a Nintendo direct. They do that well. for the indie directs. It's too, they for do. a regular direct, it'd be too much, too much. It seems too like Nintendo is not very interested in getting their uh, employees or studios, like a personality, a connection. No. They want them to be behind the scenes and just everything Nintendo, which I can respect. I also think they're a little respect. more, they're a little bit more closed and secretive. About they are. Yep. how they do things yep yep they don't push that 
that connection with fans, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would love for somebody to be like, yeah. you know, I'm working at retro. Let me explain to you like, well, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but outside of that, I couldn't imagine them changing it to what? <laughs> he was like, maybe something more interactive. I'm like, what are you on? No, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Whatever. I thought yeah. and I won that fight. So, yeah, I think so. But yeah, the the excitement and the enthusiasm was very, it made it for a really fun time. And even though there were a lot of games in the direct I wasn't interested in, I was still having a lot of fun, um, you know, just making fun of them while we were watching. I mean, it's even a great time. Heck so, yeah. So, yeah. All right. That is going to do it for this week. Anything else, Donnie? That's it. We'll see you next week. We'll be playing some more stuff. We'll be anticipating more news and uh, go birds. Be ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening, and I forgot the line already. What? 